0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 28 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your host, back in Seattle. Chase Myers down there in Louisiana is my co-host, the one, Josh Watts.
1: This is episode 28, which is 14 more than a fortnight. And if you've made it this far, you have a 99.9% chance of living your best life. If this is your first episode of this podcast, you have a 33 and a third percent chance. Of listening to the rest of it to improve your life, and if you don't do that, you have a 66.6% chance of never amounting to shit. So if you want to make a 100% chance of living a good life and being fucking somebody, click subscribe down there that podcast and listen to all 14 plus 14 episodes that we put out so far, and love your life and be somebody. Don't don't 33 and a third percent chance isn't worth it. 66 six and a six isn't worth it. 99.9% download this podcast. Somebody's going to fuck you. I guarantee it.
0: Guarantee it. What I like about you, Josh, is that you give people you you give them the game. You let them sit like, "Hey, here's the answers. Here's all the answers <laughs> in your life what you've been searching for." The math, it checks out. I was I was I was fact-checking the whole time doing calculator, it. bro. All Calculate day. it. It's all there, and I appreciate because some people like to to hold on to that. They don't like to share their blessings, but you let everybody yeah, know.
1: Praise, praise up, uh, praise up, and pass it forward. That's if anybody <laughs> knows me, I've said that my whole life. Look. People are like you know what Josh Watts likes: Mohawks, weed, pussy, and praising up and passing forward. That's what he loves. That's what that dude loves. In that order, yeah, yeah in that order. <laughs> Wait, what order? Yeah, 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 it checks out. Yeah, that's yeah it fine. checks out. <laughs> that works. <laughs> What's oh, up man. out there, America? Uh, for those of you that didn't get it, that was a Scott Steiner promo reference I cut right there with those numbers.
0: Dude, it's a deep cut for those that get it. Those that
1: get it are losing their mind right now. Oh, dude. So many people to this podcast just shit their, like, literally shit their pants. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm listening to a podcast... And don't know where there's a Scott Snyder reference. I shit my pants nine out of ten times. Now, I was When I used to work at Target, I was stocking a shelf one time. And just out of nowhere, they were like, oh, you remember that time, Scott Snyder? And I shit my pants right there in the dairy Whoa. section of Target. Right. And look, it's Target. It's not Walmart. People don't just shit their pants every day into Target. That's something new. Ain't nobody seen that. The whole place started snowing. Nobody seen that. <laughs> the fire alarms went off. Everybody came around, peeking around the corner. Like a fucking like a fucking chimera came out of the ground and just started living in a target. But nope, it was just a worker who shit his pants because the podcast talked about the great Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, <laughs> the genetic fruit. It's so hard to get out Big Bad Booty Daddy and keep a straight face.
0: That was his thing. I can't believe he that that was a thing. He really did right. that. He really ran <laughs> out as a professional person and said, y'all call me the Big Bad Booty Daddy. <laughs>
1: I mean, the end of WCW watching Scott Steiner was just, he got too big for anybody to tell him he couldn't do stuff. So there's like an episode where he's just beating up a rubber chicken outside. Like there's a plastic duck and he's beating the shit out of it with a baseball bat while threatening somebody. And all the cameramen or producers are like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell him. No, nah, let him. That's fine. That's fine. You see what his he's favorite, doing, that chicken? His, his favorite phrase You want to be that chicken? You fat ass! Oh, fat asses! Get your fat ass out of here in the ring, you old fat ass. See, <laughs> when <laughs> it it's works, it started. works.
0: You just keep going back uh, to it.
1: Uh, I've been watching a lot of WCW and I uh, went back I'm back in like the late 80s, early nineties. And bruh, I've been telling people for years, old WCW was my shit. Like I, I like I like wrestling, but especially old WCW. And the thing I just watched, bro. Was Sting versus the Black Scorpion? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you you know anything about that? I do know a little bit about that. For like the first couple of months, the Black Scorpion (laughs) is literally just a dude in a black suit that pulls people out of the crowd and does magic as a way of intimidating Sting. (laughs) At a show, he's like, Sting, you're going to lose at this wrestling match. Watch. And he pulls the dude out of the crowd and puts a box on his head and then spins the dude's head around and sets him back in the crowd. He's like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> I, would love guy that if, uh, I would to do it if i would love to play a card and they pick a card he's like was that the eight of clubs Ooh, fuck <laughs> you sting <laughs>
0: that's what i want i want the uh the next ufc fight uh for the dude to just come out and put two rings together and be like huh see right cut a rope in half
1: <laughs> put it back <laughs> throw a curtain up like bring out the other fighter's mom and throw a curtain around her and be like Ooh, and then drop the curtain and she's gone <laughs> <laughs> Pull a
0: quarter out from behind their
1: ear. Your uh-huh. clear, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a weird time. That's a way to get in somebody's head, man.
0: I'd be freaked out there before bro, a show. Somebody just <laughs> just did magic at me. <laughs> having magic done at you is a different thing. Could
1: you usually, imagine? Like you're in the street about to fight somebody,
0: and they <laughs> you volunteer <laughs> they for magic. You choose you to go see match. aggressively at you is not. But both parties agree of what's happening here. <laughs> when you when you just become a wizard at me, dude, I'm shook. I'm shook. How am I supposed to go about my life? Did How do you,
1: you lose you a fight? Squeeze you squeezed an and you shot imagine? water in my eye. <laughs> I was minding my business. You win. Whatever you win. Whatever this is, you just won it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this meant to you. It didn't mean You the take walk walking stick and twirl it around. All of a sudden, it's flowers, and then you kick me in the dick and take my wallet. All right, I guess. Fuck. I had that one coming. The universe, the universe got me on that one. You saw my wife in half, you monster. What are you doing? There's no place for magic in this world. Not, not in a Christian world. I'll tell you that. Mm, no. The only magic, the only magic I want is the love that Jesus puts in my heart every day through the Bible. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I, uh,
0: on my other podcast, on my (laughs) tits up and pray up people. Uh, on my, on my other podcast, docu-commentary with, uh, Travis. Tits and prayers
1: up. (laughs) (laughs) Travis
0: Keep them both up. Uh, on my other podcast, we, uh, we watch documentaries and we do a commentary track over it and everyone loves it. Every, single person that listens understands what they're listening to and they leave such great feedback
1: every that blows my mind one that uh, like, i tried to watch mission impossible and these fucks are talking the whole goddamn time <laughs> it's like well well why you, you go to netflix and click on the documentary and watch it instead of youtube where it says that they're commenting on it nah dude, dude hey so shut the head. fuck up <laughs>
0: So I'm about we're about to have wrestling fans on us because uh it was my week to pick the documentary. Yeah. And believe it or not, man, of all the you know, I, I have uh like a passive wrestling fandom, you know, like I, I was into it real big for a couple of years. Uh I know all the stuff I didn't keep up with it a lot as a kid, but I went back and now I know like kind of wrestling history. Yeah. But I kind of just I peek in on pay per views and keep, you know, what's up. But all of my time being a wrestling fan, I have never watched Beyond the Mat. And so that was my documentary I picked. And so I know we're gonna have wrestling fans coming like crazy. Have you watched it? Did y'all do it yet? Yeah, we watched it last night. It's gonna be oh. whenever the episode will come out, I guess, uh probably this weekend. Uh maybe how happy maybe, by time, you know maybe by the time maybe by time Buckets of Duggets is out, that one will be out too.
1: How happy are you to know that Jake Snake Roberts is okay after that?
0: Buddy. Uh I so here's the thing is it was that documentary is in like uh professional wrestling like lore, right? Like it's the first it's the first like documentary to show that wrestlers might actually not be having a great time, that it might be a really dark life that they live. Right? Like that I, that's pretty much oh, the first yeah, one, right? Dude, yeah. I
1: remember watching it and there's a like, man. It's Jake Snake Roberts smokes crack in a hotel room at, a couple of parts of it, a couple of parts of it.
0: Yeah, I I went in like completely geared up uh, to see all the. It was funny. It actually wasn't as bad as I thought, and that's just because I've just heard over the years and I've seen clips from it, so I kind of knew what was coming. But
1: well, now, now you're more conditioned because of the documentaries that have come out. Like you now know that wrestlers have. Right. Wrestlers no, I mean, don't. So beyond the Match came then, out in 1999.
0: Was, 99. It was it
1: still kind of kayfabe. To where you're like, you knew they weren't really he wasn't really an evil dentist or whatever, but like you didn't nobody was really aware of how the public was aware of how bad it was behind the scenes. Yeah,
0: the so the reviews that I always got for years was always the Jake the Snake stuff, like what you were just talking about. It was always like, man, Jake came off really rough in that. You know, the he, the whole meeting his meeting his daughter for the first time in four years, and then just he just did it for the cameras, basically, like all that stuff, the the crack smoking, uh But the thing the thing that I didn't really hear as much about was the whole Mick Foley stuff like that was really interesting to me. Uh, First off, Mick Foley came off like uh, he came off like I mean, I I know he's a good guy, but he came off as a really good guy in that documentary because there's like these guys that get a try out at the very beginning. And he does like the cool like if you're like the older like headliner comic. It sees the yeah. young dude do a guest spot and it's actually pretty good. Like he walked up, Hey man, good, hey, good, good stuff, man. Like that. It was just cool to see that little, like that, that not everybody does that. Not everybody reaches down uh, to somebody right. that's uh, just I think starting Mick out. He's
1: genuinely such a good person that everything he's been in, he comes, a, there's no way. You yeah, can't bro, to him to make up. him look like a good, but he's the was, only, yeah, he's the only family wrestler. Watch that was rough. Yeah, he's the only wrestler
0: that I didn't get mad about for like touring around doing stand up comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else, I kind of got. Or kinda, Jake was... the Snake. Or Jake the Snake, you're right. <laughs> right? I, I don't want to have that battle with you, so you're right.
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> he comes back, I'm supposed to do the show with him. <laughs> uh, um... Great, great.
0: But yeah, but it was interesting seeing The Rock as like a wrestler, but like just like you know at that point he's he's only focused on wrestling. He's like a couple years away from doing any acting stuff. So it's really interesting to see that time period of him. Uh, And then uh, you know whenever he decided to beat Mick Foley with a chair in the head eleven times in front of his family, uh, that was intense. Uh, boy, uh, yeah. it's crazy to look back at those old headshots that were like just normal in the '90s in wrestling. Uh, and like I flinch so much now just because of how much we know about like CTE and uh, you know how many it's, like wrestlers you hear go crazy online and stuff like.
1: One of my favorite parts of that uh of that whole thing was uh, I think it's Bubba Ray Dudley tells sees one of the guys do a finisher. On camera, one of the new guys is doing an audition move, and tells him, "I'm going to steal that." I'm stealing that, yeah. <laughs> I forget what uh, they
0: call that move, but that move, I, I was like, "Oh, I've actually seen that a lot since this was like." Oh, if God. you do a
1: follow, he did steal that move. Like, he, I'm sure yeah. he said that and then did do it, and then did start stealing the move, which is that's funny to me. I don't know. I think that's hilarious. That's like a, one of my favorite stories. I think Scott Hall is probably one of the coolest he just everything about him just seems cool as shit and one of his favorite things to say was he'd see somebody's finishing go that's a cool finisher man can't wait to kick out from it <laughs> damn yeah i haven't watched beyond the mat in a while because it's uh it's depressing it's really hard to watch um but i i watched it i mean i just remember 20 years later i, I remember parts of it very clear. i mean i it was like a I watched it over and over and over and over when it first came out. And it inspired me uh, back in the day when they had ObsessedWithWrestling.com. I wrote my first article that was published online about Jake the Snake after seeing that. I did more research on him in 99 internet and found like way more depressing stuff about him. And then (laughs) I wrote this whole article (laughs) that was like, hey, this dude we all used to love. like, it's not good, guys. (laughs) That was basically the whole article. But it's not looking great. I remember I was chatting with a girl in a chat room at the time, like way back in the day. Man, what are these words you're saying? And to impress this girl and possibly get my digits in her, I sent her a link. (laughs) You gonna put banking in her, bro? (laughs) I'm glad you didn't let that slide. I sent sent her a link to the article I wrote, and uh, she blocked me like immediately. Aww. That's cool though. Yeah, I mean you've clearly moved on. <laughs> nah, dude, I still I still check every once in a while. I go to the Lycos chat group where my name was SA dog 114 and I check uh I check every day to see if she's unblocked me. And so far it's been 23 years and
0: <laughs> Don't give up, man. Don't give up hope.
1: S- Sandy Squirrel from Houston still won't fucking answer.
0: Love will find a way. I know you hear me. It always finds a way. I hope Michelle doesn't get mad about that. Look, I mean, yeah. I feel like even Michelle would understand the connection of a she chat room better. in 1999. <laughs> you know, I she mean, fucking better. It doesn't get more real than that. Uh, so uh, I got to be a comedian last weekend. That was nice. Uh, oh,
1: uh, wait, I did want to, one more thing before we go move on from the fucking. If you have to, I get option. No. <laughs> beyond the mat. Uh, whenever it pops up on docu commentary, uh, I'm gonna have a live. I'm gonna host a live watch party on Facebook on the Buckets of Duckets page, and every single mistake or incorrect thing that they say or I think they say, we're all gonna tweet it at them nonstop until they take it down, and this farce is redone. Correct. Travis
0: would love that. Travis is the opposite of me, where he he doesn't mind the negative uh stuff like he fires back at all of them like he doesn't let a comment go (laughs) like
1: he doesn't give a shit (laughs) like one of my earliest one of my earliest like uh i say that but if i watch it and you do do something and like i I, it will drive me nuts i bought the idiot's guide to professional wrestling or the professional wrestling for dipshits or whatever those books were back in the day like the complete idiot's guide to wrestling and it was so wrong, and like they called the Stone Cold Stunner the Diamond Cutter, and they were calling drop kicks power slams, and just. And I emailed the company that sold the book in like 2002, and I wrote, "And it's a fucking power slam. It's not a drop kick because they're not kicking anything. You dumb fucks." And like I'm just. This big lie, and then they sent back the reply it was like, "Thanks for reading, blah blah blah. And I was like they didn't even read my fucking message.
0: We got your money, so <laughs> big old shrug, big old shrug for you. How about that? How about you take that and you shut the fuck up uh yeah, sure. We'll issue an apology. What do you want, kid? Alright, you nerd. Get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, we'll we'll well you know what? We'll write another book and we'll sell that to you, dumbass, too. How about that? How about that? Here's
1: the corrected version for $29.99 too, you dumb fuck. <laughs> oh, here you go, take my money.
0: Power slam. We're gonna leave something fucked up in that one too. Just so you write another one.
1: <laughs> you dumb shit.
0: Ah, uh, so, uh, I got to be a comedian last weekend. Uh whoop, whoop. Yeah, that was nice. I, I had two more shows. We got to record in between uh right before I did my second night of shows. Uh here's my overall recap. Is uh, first shows both night, pretty fire. I got I uh, I got through them just on energy and smiles. And hey, let's <coughs> in this fun, in this fun, we're out and about <coughs> acting like there's not a pandemic, just having good old acting like good old days and uh i did that and then that worked well and then the second show both nights were the drunkest people i've ever uh seen in my life it was it it was they told me after like in between the shows they were like oh yeah so second shows are wild because we're the only place that sells alcohol till 2 a.m around here everything else closes so everybody's just gonna come because there's the bar there it is i was like oh okay cool uh but overall, i'm gonna take that as a win dude. I take it as a solid win i got to look I got to look Tommy Lama in his dumb face again, which like you know it was kinda it was kinda it was kinda nice to to have that moment of like you know just laugh.
1: <laughs> do you think he heard no, I really do, don't I don't know. think he
0: would give a shit to like look that up, and I don't know who I don't know who knows me that would then send to him that i you know. I emailed him.
1: I sent it to I sent it Oh you. It to his it's always yeah, yeah. dude, it's always the
0: closest ones, bro. It's always the closest ones I sent one it to, to his you. Facebook
1: page. It's like, look at this motherfucker talking about you.
0: I was telling him not to. I kept saying, "I nah, don't do that."
1: <laughs> I was like, "That's f- that's not going to work out good." that Charlie Sheen is fucking funny. That's what I told him.
0: I told him, "I'm sure. He's a great man. I don't you know, I'm sure he's he's real good. Uh, you know, he's a good brother, he's a good uncle." He does <laughs> a bell thing, a bell thing <laughs> when they don't
1: laugh, dude. I don't know. That sounds good.
0: Very solid stuff. Solid stuff. Uh, the next night I worked with, uh, I only had to work with him one night. Thank God. And then the, he died. Uh, yeah, he died. I killed him. I. Uh, He's dead. Chase murdered. I, Chase murked him. Murdered the cops, bro. I it's I It's Full him, circle. Called the cops. Uh, told them I murked him, and they said it's cool. Uh, so I just yeah uh, they were like, I yeah just, we get it yeah, yeah, yeah no we understand. Uh, we listen to the podcast. And so. Uh, <laughs> We're Heads, We know. Yeah, we get it. That dude cheated you in that competition. We get it. <laughs> so, uh, but the next night I worked with this comedian, Rena Calm, uh, who's out of Chicago. And that was interesting because you know her. And yep. uh, my buddy Morgan and Vaughn that was with me that you guys saw in the background, uh, my fact checkers in the last episode. Uh, Morgan couldn't sit his ass still just. Refusing just to get out of Josh's side. marching line. around
1: in the background like a fucking flash mob back there doing thriller choreography. Couldn't set the fuck down, let this happen. We tried to edit out. There's so much where we edit out where he does. He just walks over over Chase's shoulder looks in the camera like some fucking camel that just stumbled onto somebody holding their iPhone up and doesn't know what to do. What's happening? Fucking Say, it's unreal. First, unreal. Everybody I'm knows still, you're playing
0: because there's no way I would let him fucking do that over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So.
1: <laughs> I'm not mad about it. I just want to be clear about that. I'm not mad about it. But Morgan Wright is dead to me forever. Um move on. So Rena
0: Conn was cool. She uh um, <laughs> she it was funny because it was her first time performing in Coos Bay. And so <laughs> I tr- I'm trying not to give her all my loaded bullshit and all my history of performing like not five to warn years. Her. I'm trying not to dump all that on it. Because what if it's what if this is the time? What if this is the time where it's fine? So I don't, She's like, how is it? And it's everything in me not to be like, quit comedy right now. <laughs> she walks Quick. in the
1: green room, you lean up, you're like, just
0: <sighs> fucking quit.
1: Quit now.
0: Put the cigarette out of laugh. my tongue.
1: I gotta laugh once. <laughs> once.
0: <laughs> and it was for the troops. <laughs> i said give it up for the ladies
1: <laughs> i like how many times you put the cigarette out dude. yeah every time i I kept lighting
0: it and then for every tag that i had i relit it put it out of my tongue
1: <laughs> I, I just a, a side i tried to do that uh with a joint i tried to like do the cool guy smush it out with my fingers before i, I chuck the filter it's hot it's hot. Uh, I forgot to lick my fingers because I was hot because I just smoked the joint. and I was like, you know what? Stop! <laughs> and I just like... I was trying to look cool. And I was ah! <laughs> And then I had to smoke more because my fingers hurt. Yeah, you got to make that pain go away.
0: Um, yeah, I had to... But I had to do the whole, like... I was like, well, so I've... You know, sometimes they're here. I'm really
1: good at comedy.
0: But, like... They don't, they, they, it feels like they're not here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, but sometimes you get a chuckle and it feels amazing because it took 10 minutes Solo. to get there. So go get them, Tiger. Like it was, <laughs> and she, she, she had to deal with it. Like she did really, like she did as well as you can do, like under circumstances. But that second show, there was a lot of conversations going on, and a lot of people that I'm sure were surprised there was a person talking into a microphone in that room. Like, <laughs> I think, I think there was a lot of like, hey, do you hear that? Yeah, that's weird. Oh, and just man, keep I talking louder, bro. I, I, I just, for five minutes, just went into autopilot. Uh, and just, I don't even know if I was, I think I was talking about donuts, but who knows, dude. Like, I just, yeah. I just, I, I peeked in every now and then. Like, that was the thing is, I now tried- that
1: you're now that you're a professional and you're paid like real money to do these mm. shows, you're way nicer than you used to be. I have to, whenever yeah. dude, What of my, and I hate to say this because I, you're, I love your comedy. You're my second favorite comedian behind Nate Bargatze. I love <laughs> your comedy. Um, uh... <laughs> but, uh, so I always love hearing your set, but I think I, back in the day, I used to really get excited when it was a shitty show and I knew that they were being too loud. Cause I could just watch it. <laughs> Because you would start off talking shit at a level where they still weren't paying attention, and then by the time they realize you're talking shit, you're up here at uh, it's just it's beautiful. I mean, I'm glad you get to tell your jokes that you actually craft or whatever, but I do miss the "fuck you, you fat shit." Yeah, shits. It, it.
0: There's a lot of elements to when I'll flip out at a show. If it's um, if I if I feel like I'm not getting paid enough, <laughs> if if I feel like you never gave me a shot as an audience like if i if i walk up if they announce my name and only half the room claps and the other half are talking like dude i'm coming for you i'm fucking coming for you like that gets me every time i would rather you be listening and me just bombing and, and me just me just delivering the jokes and you just quietly listening and bombing i'd rather that humiliation over People not paying attention and talking—that infuriates me so much more because you're not even giving me a chance. It's like, what are we right. even doing here? Like, what? How can I do I comedy see. if you're not listening? And yeah, so uh, when I'm in Coos Bay now, I just have so much history, and the bookers there uh, have booked me on so much over the years that I, I I'm not gonna flip out on like on those right. like at those venues anymore. Like, it's kind of I know what it is. I've accepted. You just You just get through your 20. You get through your 20 minutes and you're good. But back in the day, though, I used to go in on people, bro. I used to, I used they to. They
1: get but, fucking lit up, bro. I,
0: yeah, I would, uh, I would do that thing where, like, I, I wouldn't like yell necessarily. I would just kind of just tell you you are shitty. I would like deliver the joke, and then whenever it didn't work, I'd be like, if you were a better person, you would understand that that was hilarious. <laughs> and I would take shots at people like that. I'd <laughs> be like, see a normal crowd where they have a pulse, they would laugh at that moment. Actually, that's what <laughs> that's what would normally happen at a comedy show. But I guess Good. you guys have never experienced something that's. Hilarious is what you just heard. Uh, and I would just, dude, like that was always my thing. I remember one of the times uh, there was this guy, there was an open mic at the station. I want to say his name was Scooby or something like that. Does that sound, is that,
1: yeah. It yeah, is. I think I remember who
0: you're talking about.
1: Okay. so Tell me the story and I'm going to tell you for sure if that if I remember Scooby. Yep.
0: Uh, it's a packed crowd. There's eight people there, right? Just jam packed. Uh, out. Everybody's excited. Uh, it's Asses a, and elbows. It's a, t- it's a table of like five, right? And then like three individuals spread out <laughs> in the room. Like that's how it is. Love that.
1: And 40 comedians in the back of the room talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Scooby goes up, uh, attempts to do remembers. stand-up comedy. I I remember Scooby. And uh, attempts to do stand-up comedy. Comes off. When he gets off stage, I'm up like one or two people after. I start doing my set and he decides to strike up a conversation with the table of five people you I do know remember that. the entire crowd the
1: whole audience the, right in the front the in only the front audience road, in the front of the fucking stage right I've, there
0: i've never annihilated like another comedian from the stage like what i did there but I, I i don't remember everything that i said but i do remember a moment of like bro you know how hard this is to do without people talking we saw how hard it was to do when for people. You, are, yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. and <laughs> He was <Yeah>. hurt. <laughs>
1: Man, it was that's why we upset. don't remember him because he never came back to comedy. I remember you said you showed us exactly how hard this is to do. We watched you try or you said something about we saw you try. Yeah, it was something like, along the lines of we dude, saw you how hard that, it dude, was. Up.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was one of the meanest I've ever been. Uh, And then when I got off.
1: Don't stand in front of the stage and talk to the only audience members, you dumb shit. Well, yeah, that's understood. I'm not apologizing.
0: I just like, uh, and so when I, (laughs) yeah, like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, I stand by. I'm bragging right now, Josh. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm bragging about the time I hurt this eight shit's feelings. And so I (laughs) (laughs) I came off stage, you know. He comes up to me cuz you fucking you better and he walked up to me and uh and I was like bro you were talking to the, the you're talking to the crowd like you were taking them Didn't away. he think it
1: was a joke at first like he kind of laughed when he came up to you
0: well, yeah, because how else are you going to come up to me? You're going to come up to me yeah, mad? I mean, like, man. you got you got to come up with a smile on your face. And so he, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, but he did the whole, but I told him, I was like, man, that's not how you become a good comic, man. Like, you need to, like, I was like, you need to, like, he said something. I, I started giving him, like, advice. I was like, you need to be here more. You need to pay attention to comics and shit like that. And I was like, that was bullshit. I was like, we all deserved to be heard, the whole thing. And he told me, he was like, he was like, but I'm not new, though. And I was like what and he was like but i'm not new and i was like uh i was like what do you i was like where you perform at he's like i perform here i was like no you don't i'm here every fucking week this is the first time i've seen you how dare you tell me you've like been here before i just like walked away
1: from it like, yeah. that was like that was like his third show yeah you're not new he's not new do you remember <laughs> speaking of scooby he get was your so shit loud.
0: together josh
1: he was around the same time as, uh, <laughs> do you remember Joe Dirt? When he of came course I station? remember racist-ass, Nazi-ass Joe Dirt. This dude used to come to the station. Uh, we, I mean, we're going to go into Weird Open Micros, but I do want to get this out there. And he looked and smelled like Joe Dirt. He had like real long, stringy hair. Uh, he looked like somebody who would call themselves Joe Dirt. And Proud. This man, this man This
0: man could have not looked like Joe Dirt. He could have looked like another person. He chose by choice. He chose as an identity to do the mullet and to look that way, to talk that way. Yeah. It,
1: what a move. And he would go on stage and just be like, <laughs> he would just say, it weren't even jokes. It was just racist stuff. And then he'd yell at the crowd. And oh, God. It was funny for like the first week because, you know, any, watching some crazy person try a do comedy is always funny, I think. But then it's then it then it's not. Well, there, there's this like
0: thing with open micers when it's a new crazy person is the first time you see him, you're like, ah, crazy person. Aren't open mics wild? But you don't really expect to see him again. But every now and then, that crazy person will be dedicated emboldened
1: by the laugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, will be dedicated to comedy and will come every week for months on end and then it becomes a problem because then it's like now we're just watching you do hate speech. Now, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're just Now watching, it's an issue. <laughs> we're just watching your Hitler open mic you got going on here and so we got to say something, dude, this is uncomfortable. Like Yeah. I can't even describe, funny. I don't know how to even, like, I, people were probably listening going, like, what do you mean, right? Like, racist, like, I don't even know how to, like, say a joke that he did. He but- would
1: literally, his jokes were like, man, y'all know how black people like to, and then he would just say, like, whatever stereotype, you know, white people would be like, bah, and Chinese people, you know, sometimes they'd be like, and I mean, like that, and then when people would boo him or not laugh, he would just start yelling, <laughs> yelling at him in the crowd. And uh, the first week, we're all like, ah! And then, because he didn't get chased off, then it just got, like, more and more racist and weirder and awful. And, hey, it's open mics, bro. That's what comedy is. Hey, building That's character. The, there's going to be a dude with a diaper that shits on stage at least once. Or you don't do comedy. <laughs> you don't have a comedy scene. If there's not somebody who pretended to shit on stage. You ever seen a comic pass out on stage?
0: Yeah, uh, I saw Corey Mack pass out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> remember that? Were you there? Uh, it was in Hammond. Uh, when we used to do that Tuesday open mic, we yep. dude, we used to do the most lit Tuesday open mic of all. Th- I'll never understand how we ca- how that like cut like that year and a half was like captured there, where it was like
1: Corey Mack in a small college town that didn't have anything else going on, and it just at a bar that had good good booze, and it was. Dude, I mean, it was set up nice for comedy. 150 people on a, for an open mic. I mean, it would be. A open mic started at like all ten. The way to the yeah,
0: back. like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night. Like this open mic started late
1: as shit. Like that was so much fun, dude. And they, you know, some, was, I,
0: I learned a lot as a comic
1: in that room. Like that open that, mic uh, made me think I was way funnier than I was. Yeah, for sure. Because you earn like a certain, uh, you earn like a certain uh, leeway with the crowd that sees you every week, and like. They see you grow and see you try new materials. They let you go. And I'm like, oh, man, these 150 drunk college kids laughed at that. So I'm hilarious. And then you go do your jokes in front of somebody who hasn't had six Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and they're like, I don't get it. You're like, you know what? Fuck you. You're dumb. That's why. <laughs> That's exactly why.
0: But no, one time, Corey Mack went up on stage to start the show. He was like, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. To- uh, and he just passed out. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't
1: I- remember that.
0: Yeah, I don't remember who went up and, like, caught him. And then uh, somebody, I think maybe Will Merrill might have been there. I think Will might have taken over. uh taken Holy over. Fuck,
1: I do remember And, like, that.
0: brought up. Yeah, but that's the only time I saw that. Corey came that back. That
1: wasn't, it wasn't alcohol, or it was, like, uh, stood up too fast, or it was some weird, I, I right? think,
0: yeah, I think he just hadn't slept in days and was just, you know, uh, just living his crazy Corey Mack life.
1: I think uh, I saw Jeff D pass out on stage once. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, in New Orleans. Uh like, he wasn't unconscious, but Katie's, like, was standing over him doing comedy, and it was one of the funniest things. It was, it was fucking hilarious. I don't hilarious. understand. What do you mean? He was laying in the middle of the stage, and, like, just stopped. Oh, so just comedy. drunk? Just, yeah, just stopped oh. moving, just laid in the stage. And we couldn't stop the show, so Katie just walked around him and did comedy, like stood over Whoa. him. And stepped around him. <laughs>
0: and- <laughs> Whoa! No, dude, I have never, I've never yeah. experienced a comedy being so drunk that we just performed over his drunk this body. Is,
1: and this was, Jeff is a wonderful person and a different person than the, this was. We talked about him on this show, we talked about him a couple episodes ago. Yeah, this is 2000, I mean, I was new to comedy and Jeff had a couple of CDs out, so he's like a big deal to me, and I was like, What the fuck is happening? what's what's going on and then like i saw him at the next one mike and he's like oh yeah i just got shit face <laughs> like, like <he> was, <laughs> just rolled off his back Yeah, not nice that happens man but i had to I, I for real had to help them get him off of stage like i had to help them like move his body off of the stage that was so fucking funny to me man i've never passed out on stage uh but i there i probably should have there's been times where like it would have been better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never, I've never let myself get to that
0: point of like being too drunk or too high. Like uh, I've
1: never seen you do comedy in that bad of a. I've never seen you like, other than like doing four minutes at the station too. Right, high. yeah. Like, that's I've dark, never yeah. seen you do comedy where you're too. I've never seen you too drunk. I've I've yeah. watched you drink, and I. I'm a veteran from the military, so I have seen alcoholics drink and I've never in my life seen somebody who can drink what you drink and there's no sign of of uh intoxication until like there is. But yeah. I've only seen you get there once. And yeah. I've watched you drink insane amounts. I I, I lately well, I don't know. I haven't been
0: drinking as much lately. But yeah, I, I, I would say in the last couple of years that I've gotten a little bit, like, I guess I've lost some tolerance to it or whatever. <laughs> but no, I, I guess, I mean, it's still like that a lot. That's why I, like, uh, went to smoking more whenever I was younger, because I just felt like... uh I don't know. I just, and I never like could lose myself drinking, which sounds crazy, but like, (laughs) I, Oh dude, I was just on a, I was just on somebody's uh, podcast. I was on Ken Hamlet's podcast. uh, And it's called a drunken night out. And that's what they do. They have you tell drunk stories, bro. Mm. Listen to this fucking story. I totally forgot. So I did it the week of Halloween. And uh, the guy, uh, David Mascaro was the other comic that uh, was on the show. And he's a guy from Austin. And he told this hilarious story about uh getting drunk at a uh at a zombie pub crawl and it was just hilarious because it was like you know he's just shit faced but he's like now he's dressed like a zombie fucking blood and guts all on his face and shit like that. Uh and so he uh are you still there? You you am yeah, still here. your video is gone. Yeah I'm still here. I'm okay. Uh and so um <laughs> so that got me thinking of uh I need you back man I need some reaction. I'm coming. Okay. <laughs> you just trying to fuck me?
1: I had to piss and I didn't want to.
0: Just say something, man. What the fuck? I didn't
1: want to uh, interrupt the I thought. I could do it in the cup without anybody noticing. Dude, no. I'm sitting at my desk pissing in the cup right now. I tried to turn the camera off to save everybody and then Chase going to be a big fucking asshole and bring it up. Hey, everybody. What's up? Just put my dick back. Sorry to interrupt. In no way is this my fault. No, but I'm gonna I'm trying. No, I'm trying And know what like you got no, mad at no, Morgan for
0: existing last week and you just cut your camera off in the middle of my story to take a piss.
1: Alright, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I should really be. It was... You should be Should be ashamed and sorry. I am now. I feel real bad about it, guys. I feel real bad. I don't, I don't all even this know said it out. Yeah. And I'm
0: gonna cut it out. I'm gonna that's how good a friend I am is I'm gonna save <laughs> save my career again save the time that you were a complete jerk to me (laughs) i'm sorry
1: (laughs) oh let me naturally pick back up hold on
0: yeah so speaking of drinking i uh i was at i did this podcast with kim hamlet you ever heard of it you ever heard of such a thing of me doing a podcast (laughs) with This guy, is this like a second time you maybe have heard this shit? Uh, uh, what? So, uh, oh, are you feeling that, listener? Are you feeling some animosity on this side? So uh, I did this podcast uh, called A Drunken Night Out, uh, which is, uh, he has you on, uh, he interviews you, uh, Ken interviews you, he's a guy, he lives in Chicago now, uh, he interviews you and then he'll, you'll tell stories of times that you got fucked up. And so I was on with another comic from Austin named uh, David Mascaro, and he starts telling a story about how he did a zombie pub crawl. Um, you know, so he's all just fucked up in zombie makeup, <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and just, 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 it was so fucking funny to me to picture just him, just all painted all white and blood and guts on his face and on his shirt and stuff like that. And uh, and so I was trying to think of times I was like, what if I've been dressed like an asshole and got fucked up? And I remembered, I was like, "Oh yeah, this one Halloween I went as Jabba the Hut, uh, dude. Yeah, Jabba the Hut. It was a big like inflatable costume. It had a fan in it and everything. And uh, there's a street, there's there's this thing by LSU Carlotta Street for Halloween where just all college kids go and stand in the street and do drugs. Like that's uh, it's just the Louisiana way. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what we do." It's what we do, and uh, you just go from uh, fraternity to fraternity house, and uh, you bust in there. You take a shot. Uh, you do a little hair on. You keep moving. And so <laughs> I, I'm in. I got this job of the hood costume. I'm so excited. It's like uh, got the fan to inflate it, and at some point during the night, the fan breaks. So oh. now I've got deflated. <laughs> <You> just- <laughs> I got deflated Java the Hutt out and I'm fucking hammered and I'm all, and people are like confused because they like, now you really can't tell what I am. I just look like like a tadpole almost. Like it's just this like sad, deflated Java the Hutt. People are walking up like, dude, what? What is this? Like Java like, the Hutt had,
1: had lap band surgery. Yeah,
0: yeah, and didn't, didn't do the surgery to like clean my skin up or whatever. Like I didn't nip my skin. It's <laughs> just all flabby Java. Gonna change his life, Java,
1: and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Java cut carbs out. He's trying to be real.
0: It changed his life, man, and uh, yeah, and I just had to walk around LSU all deflated, of the Hut, the whole night. Uh, and the the saddest part the the saddest part to me that I didn't even realize till I was telling the story in the podcast was I lived in a trailer at that time. And, uh, and so when I got home, you know, the vents on the trailer are on the ground. So I got to stand over the vent and let it inflate my suit one more time.
1: (laughs) I've seen that picture. Yeah. You take a picture of that. I saw that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got proof. There's pictures out there. That's fucking funny. Yeah, man. But that, yeah, like that. Uh, but I, overall I can usually handle myself pretty well with alcohol. Uh, but I also don't push it a lot either anymore. So.
1: I don't drink a lot. Uh, I don't drink a lot anymore at all. But I used to, I used to like Southern Comfort. That was my drink. Just yeah. straight. Just like, I just out of the bottle, Southern Comfort. But, uh, turns out, when you marry a woman you like, uh, I, you don't need to drink as much as you do. Huh.
0: Yeah. Don't need to escape <laughs> as much? It's, it's weird,
1: but it's, it's weird. But when you, you know, you can be present in your life when you enjoy it. I don't know about that. Uh, for, uh,
0: my birthday this past year, I was doing a show in Little Rock, Arkansas. There used to be a, there used to be a thing I would do. I would travel around the country and, uh, perform up comedy long, long time ago. And so, uh, (laughs) I can't prove it anymore. Like I can't, I tell people. And then you know what happened?
1: Joe Biden became president and then it all went to shit. (laughs) Biden's America. That's why we're fucked. So I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas, and
0: <laughs> it's my birthday. It, you know, thirty-one, the big three-one. Got to, got to celebrate. The big one, yeah, yeah. You know, you only get one three-one, and so I, my the manager, he picks me up at the airport uh, of the club, and he asks me. You know, he finds out it's my birthday, and he asks me like, "Oh, what do you drink?" And I'm like, "You know, I tell him whiskey, but to me, that means like." uh like jack daniels uh crown throw some coke in there like I mean, it's not oh, sophis- right. it's not sophisticated like i'm not you know and uh but that's not his so he immediately knows i'm like oh <laughs> let me show fucking show put some oh. ch- hair on your chest you know that dude yeah. and uh he was Those actually dudes. cool yeah he's cool um and so uh takes me out that night we walk in the club and uh i'd already taken like a million tequila shots before we got there so i was already fucking hammered and then we get there and he points to like the highest shelf whiskey is like that shit way up there that shit that's in a skull bring me that skull and like came down and like god damn and i'm i'm just drinking i'm like you said i'm pretty like even when i'm fucked up i'm i stay pretty calm like i don't i don't really turn into an asshole or anything i might dance a little bit more yeah might uh might get a little louder but i'm not oh buddy i'm not uh, oh i get bad i can get real bad (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm going i'm going uh you know sip for sip with him i'm just kind of cool uh drinking uh they they for whatever reason in this bar it's like a couple people's birthday right and so they're like, This is my last memory. This is the last thing I have <laughs> of the night. Is uh they go, Hey, let's do happy birthday. And then uh we all walk up to the front and I realized that like the other people that it was their birthday, they had kind of known each other already and had made the connection. But I'm the weird like fourth or fifth guy who just followed <laughs> it's like, over. It's like, you too, Are you sure? Like they almost made me show ID, like, dude, this is our night. Like, what the fuck? Uh but, uh, yeah, so we went up there, they sang "Stevie Wonder, Happy Birthday," which uh yeah. that was amazing, just uh, you know, probably the only time it's going to happen in my life and uh <laughs> and <laughs> you know that's not the, that's not the normal way people break out, so I, I was excited for that, and uh uh, doing that, it's an amazing moment, and then that's pretty much all I remember. It's all I remember <laughs> uh, I remember getting home to the or getting to the condo. Uh, I'm working with this comedian, Rick Gutierrez. He was the headliner that week. Uh, He didn't come out with us. He's doing radio the next morning, right? And uh, whenever I finally wake up, he, like, bought me an omelet. (laughs) And he's like, uh, (laughs) he's like, bro, I heard you fucking went for it last night. And I was like, like, I didn't know to what he, like, what extent he was talking about. And so I was like, yeah, man, I had a good time. Last night was crazy. And, And he was like, dude, you came home and you were fucking loud. Like, you were, like, so he's downstairs, I'm upstairs. And, like, to me, I'm like, that doesn't, I was like, nah, man. I was like, I know how to handle myself. And he's like, bro, you were running around upstairs, just throwing up. And I was like, I remember throwing up, dude, but I wasn't like being an ass. At- like I was, I was polite. I put a towel out for my knees, like Gus Fring and I threw up and wiped my mouth. No 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 he's like, no dude, you were throwing up like a fucking demon. Like you're just screaming into the toilet. <laughs> like you would keep I keep hearing you run to your bed and run back. I'm like, there's no way. And then he was like, uh he was like, Yeah, and uh, I heard about you dancing with those cheerleaders and all that and I was like I th- I, at this point i think he was a ball buster all week and i think right. this is just his like move at ball like i'm like ah yeah you fucking got me i'm just what an asshole i am a dancing with the children. real funny rick whatever the fuck and so uh yeah exactly Glad you're headlining
1: <laughs> right yeah
0: i like dude i'm fucking gonna i'm dude i'm gonna make it so hard for you tonight and uh and so get to the club uh, I'm I'm kind of wrecked. I mean, I'm drinking a lot of water. I'm trying not to talk a whole lot because I might throw up. And uh, <laughs> and Rick says something about the cheerleader thing again. And I was like, uh, I was like, Rick, I don't get it, man. I don't understand. And he was like, uh, and he was like, No, you did that. And I was like, What? And then I look at the manager Wayne, and he goes, Oh yeah, dude, you don't fucking you don't fucking remember that. And I was like. What are you so, what are you hate, fuckers? What are you good saying somebody right now?
1: Says it. It's never good when somebody's yeah. like, oh, you don't remember doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I'm i I'm
0: I have no this is a I don't know if I've ever really I I'm pretty sure this is the first time I blacked out. This is definitely the first time that I was doing a bunch of shit when I blacked out. Like right. I, I think the other times I might have blacked out, I immediately passed out. Like I don't think it was a blackout continued to live my night situation like good. this one. And uh and so apparently what happened was there was some like professional cheer competition or something in Little Rock, Arkansas that night. And at some point after Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday, all the cheerleader people came over and I guess at some point broke out into one of their routines and I just felt like I needed to be a part of that, I guess, and just got in there and just really just gave them all the spirit that I have. I just really just got in there, and got that crowd just worked up, I guess. And uh, apparently I was a star. Apparently that's that's what happened. Okay, in a good way, Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's something I did that I have not every day. I searched deep in my brain, trying to remember (laughs) the time I danced like an asshole with a (laughs) Little Rock cheerleading squad in some bar on my birthday uh and it's just not there it's not there at all uh but confirmed by multiple uh waitresses at the club and and the club manager uh either they're all fucking with me or your boys got spirit i don't know
1: <laughs> uh for i remember it was my 27th birthday i think it was and uh i was working for a government agency that we won't won't name, but it was a federal management of the emergency type of agency. Uh, and it was my 27th birthday and they had a DAE or disaster emergency assistance. So DEA had come in, uh, whatever, had come in to, to, uh, train me how to help run this warehouse. And so he was basically here to run the warehouse, but, um, FEMA hires, uh, some dirt bags. I don't know a nice way to put it. And this dude, his name was Mike. And uh he was I think he was from Texas. And his he would tell you when I met him, he said,
0: Hey, hey,
1: my name is Mike. And he grabbed my hand and shook a big old belly. And he said, Two he things you need belly? to know about me. <laughs> well, I mean, like he was like a he looked like the penguin. Like he was a little short dude and he was real round. And he shook my hand and his belly at the same time. He just <laughs> <laughs> But he told me he said Two things you need to know about me. I love lord tabs and pussy. Oh, you know
0: <laughs> well, shit. Nice I was to like, meet well, you.
1: I guess we're going to get along all right then. I don't know. And then he uh when he found out it was my birthday, he was like, "Let's go, let's go out. Let's go out." And he was one of those people who like I didn't want to go out in public with him, and I didn't want to be drinking out in public with him because You could tell, like, he doesn't get away from his girlfriend or wife very much, and now he's out, so he's going to say horrible shit to every waitress. You know, like, you could just tell it was coming. And, uh, on the way, when the work work closed, we were going to this restaurant, and it was a Mexican restaurant, and we had gone in, and uh, we were drinking margaritas, and he had given me, uh, like, a handful of tabs before he walked Before we walked in, excuse me, (laughs) dude, you've been a mess. (laughs) I checked the fucking bang right before this started. Right now, burping and coughing for an hour now. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. I chugged a bang right before this started in one gulp, in just Dude, one gulp. It's like it, I was like, I bet you can't
0: drink that in one gulp. Like that's that's the that's the energy Josh attacked this energy drink with.
1: Like as if I was like, you a punk if you don't drink that energy drink in one shot. That's what he, he said. It with Chase with his eyes was like, if you drink that like a normal human being, it's because you ain't nothing but an old bitch. And that's what he said with his eyes. And I was like, you know what? fine and i cracked that son of a bitch open and me and that son bitch straight up and down just chug-a-lugged it like a pro and i have been burping for an hour and a half i'm probably gonna shit myself <laughs> like it was a terrible it was a terrible idea <laughs> uh yeah we're in this restaurant he gave me like a handful of Laura tabs and so i was like oh great because i don't <laughs> like good to good start so I'll just take these lore tabs and then I'll be fine. Uh, and if he's weird, I have a handful of lore tabs in my system, so I won't care. And of course, he was gross to every 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 waitress. Like he would put their arms around their waist and like, oh, we're having a good time here, right? And you could tell that she's gross. To, just but then he started <laughs> he started asking them where we could go look at some pooty poo. <laughs> Direct quote hey now look here it's my it's my boy's birthday right here right we're trying to get good and look it up right we're gonna go out we want to look at us some pooty poo all right so we need (laughs) and i look i'm not from here i'm a traveling i work for the government so i don't know my way around here and there's nothing i would love more than for my young friend's birthday here to show him some good old pooty poo and i just need to know where i go honey honey you know where i'm gonna see some pooty poo well want to show my boys some old poop. And then I was like, oh, I'm drinking tonight. If this is what it is. Yeah. Because I thought for a while, like, this was going to be my career. So I, I guess I got to be cool with this dude. But then as the night started going, and I'll never, I'll never forget, I forgot a lot of stuff for the rest of the night. But I remember he asked somebody on the street. We ended up in New Orleans. We started in Baton Rouge, and we ended up in New Orleans in the French Quarter. And I remember him asking somebody where we could go look at some good old pooty poo. And he did like this with his hand. Like to show him. Like, in case you didn't know, I'm talking about a butthole. (laughs) But he did like his hand like the butthole. And then he wanted to go like. Everywhere we went, he tried to go to every topless place. And he's like, he was the worst person to be in a topless place with. You know what I mean? Like, he was real loud. When I mean, I heard talking, how
0: he asked where the strip club was. In so, a restaurant. Yeah.
1: In a restaurant. Just like, it's like a Tuesday afternoon. It's like 530 on a Tuesday. He's like, hey, ma'am, put your son down for a minute. Hey, where can I go look at some puss? <laughs> and then, all right, he liked to say puss. He said, Cooter, uh, Pootie Poo, um, what else? Oh, God. He had uh, like every, like a a teenager. He just had so many different horrible things. And uh, I remember he wanted to go into the Barely Legal strip club, uh, which. What does that mean? uh, They all look really, really young. Okay. And it's called Barely Legal. It's in the French Quarter. So the girls
0: and, are barely legal. Right. Uh, okay. like the, It's a
1: Hustler magazine, I think, from back in the day. I think it was called Barely Legal, and it's based off the magazine. Okay. It's uh based off the book. It's like the movies off of comic books. Yeah, it's books better. Like <laughs> 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 and uh, I didn't want to go in there because, uh, and we ended up going, I don't know. And we woke up the next morning. I woke up. The last thing I remember is him saying, Hey, we're going in here. We're going to see us some booters. And he was doing this, like, with this, yelling this over a crowd. Oh, I'm sorry. He's putting his hands together in, like, the Diamond Dallas page. (laughs) (laughs) The the diamond symbol, like the rock. (laughs) But he wasn't talking about rock. He was talking about a lady's vagina. And he (laughs) he was holding up over a crowd of people, like, screaming at me, Hey, we're going to go in here and look at some pooters and hold him. (laughs) And I remember like, oh God, I got to get, I got to drink more. And then next, and then I woke up in a hotel room in the French quarter and I went to the bathroom to throw up. And when I flipped the toilet seat up, my knuckles are fucking bloody. Both my hands (laughs) are just bloody and my knuckles are all swollen up. I go to puke, my jaw hurts and I can't open one of my eyes all the way. Go in the bathroom. I stand up and look. Oh, I'm fucked up. Like I've been, I've been in a fight. I don't have a, my beard at the time. I have like just a goatee, and yeah. uh, my jaw is all swollen on this side, and one of my eyes is almost swollen shut, like this. But well, my knuckles and my elbows are all bloody. And uh, <laughs> Mike rolls over, and I'm like, "Oh man, like this is probably bad." And he just starts laughing. And he goes, man, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't I mean, like that. You're calling me crazy? I don't like this. Yeah, this is not making me, this is not good. And he said that we went in to one of the strip clubs and I just wandered out into another bar and started drinking by myself. And somebody said something to me and he said, I took my beer bottle and I grabbed it by the end and I threw it in the in the guy's face. Like he is in front of me talking and I just threw it in his face. And uh, he said, and then he just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, he just started wailing on you and you were swinging. And uh, it turns out my knuckles were fucked up because I missed a whole bunch. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't, huh. it wasn't because I won a fight. He was like, oh yeah, dude, you just kept missing. Oh yeah, no and point like, were you winning. Yeah,
0: you, you were getting your ass kicked the whole time. It's 10-8 the entire, every round. It,
1: oh. And then uh that was We had to go straight from New Orleans back to the warehouse and work a full day with everybody else. With my eyes swollen shut, my jaw swollen, my knuckles all fucked up in a warehouse where I have to load stuff up. How was your birthday? Yeah. And Mike, he was telling everybody, <laughs> We was on we was on what did he say? We was on a mission for some uh God, he had a whole spiel, like he worked out a whole we were on a mission to catch some of that moist pooter in the wild or the great North American split tail. We were on a hunting trip. We were going to catch us some of the greater North American split tail. And he'd do his eyebrows up. And then if you didn't know, he'd go, I'm talking about pussy.
0: <laughs> Man.
1: I don't ever want to meet that, guy.
0: He that was, guy. That guy's a nightmare. Like,
1: he had good intentions, but he was a, just, uh, and then he got fired for stealing computers. Yeah, so like, definitely maybe, he stealing have stuff. Good, maybe he didn't have good. He's I'm like, good he a saint. And then he stabbed some people and stole computers on his way out. I'll never, you know, she had, and he would, he uh smoked Marlboro Light 100s, so like the real long ones. And I remember he would put, he had this thing where he put his hand on his hip and he'd kick his foot out and he'd start smoking a cigarette. And he'd, when he'd talk about women, and he, you knew from across the room that he was talking about a woman by the way he was standing, and then he, and this was his favorite. Oh man, she, you could tell she got one of them old warm pooty poos. Her old pooter, up bet is real warm? And he would say shit like that. And there's like there are women that work in this warehouse that would be standing right around, and he would tell them like, ah, don't get your pussy lips in a knot.
0: Bro, this dude's in jail. This dude- and
1: this uh, dude has had a he's million sexual <laughs> a million uh, sexual
0: assault allegations against him. Uh, but man I remember harasses for a living.
1: He told he was saying he told a woman to not get her pussy lips in the night. And it was his his boss's boss's like not his boss's boss's boss but almost. Like Way above him, and he just wasn't paying attention to who it was, and uh, he got uh, in a whole lot of trouble. And then on his way out, tried. Oh, because she got her pussy lips all tied up. Because <laughs> she got her pussy lips all in a knot. I look. I understand uh, that he's. I'm going to be canceled for this. But you're just that's reporting. Funny. You're just that's reporting. Fucking funny. Yeah, but now I'm saying that's fucking funny. Don't get your pussy lips in a knot and to be in a situation to just be standing there cuz look i laughed so hard at that and i felt like such a dirtbag for cuz i was the only person that laughed at at it but, dude the absurdity of it, it doesn't it's not even
0: necessarily what he said it, it like that on its own is not funny it right. is the uh you said that to your boss you're about to ruin your career you're being like crazy in public right now like yeah. all of that is what's funny yeah
1: exactly and he said it god damn dude that bang got me dude uh dude, you can't circle. treat bangs like that bro
0: we're
1: getting the, josh we're in, smashed we're that shit on
0: his fucking forehead and said you ain't never been shit to me bang and then acted like it wasn't gonna make him burp the whole time
1: but he said that about uh he said something about somebody had a moist pooty poo or a pooter and then the lady was like you shouldn't talk about your coworkers like that. And he looked at her and he goes, don't get your pussy lips in a knot, honey. <laughs> and I'm sorry, there's no way I'm not going to fucking laugh at that in a circle of these people have suits on like that lady had a business suit on and he just told her not to get her pussy lips in a knot. That's fucking funny. I, and I laughed so hard and I was the only person that laughed because everybody else is like, <gasps> and so I, like, for the, they fired him, but they, that I'm still in charge of the warehouse. But now, for the rest of the time, like, three or four bosses above me thinks I'm a dirtbag who thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so I just always hope that she understood the context of that's like when Reggie Raw told Evan <laughs> in the circle. We were doing a show, uh, local comedians out here. Uh, Reggie Raw and Evan Ravelay have had a feud forever. And we were all in a circle Reggie so Raw came over and shook everybody's hand. And then when he got to Evan, he said, and you can suck a dick! <laughs> and it just kept... Man, that was the craziest
0: thing. Um, I mean, that's why I was talking about yelling at a comment from stage earlier. These two had a history of uh, Reggie would just in the middle of his set and be like, and you got a fucking problem with it, Evan? Like, he would just... Out of nowhere, he'd be like, and that's funny, except for the little bitches like you, Evan Rabelette. Like,
1: that's what he would do. And it started because uh, Reggie defended Bill Cosby on stage, and Evan was like, and kind of said something about it. And <laughs> for like, I don't know, a year or more after, oh, he Oh, till like, today. Oh, y'all like that? Oh, that's a good joke. That's hot fire. Everybody loved that, except that little bitch Evan Rabelette out there trying to call somebody. You and that dumb bitch you would fuck both of y'all. Like he's All saying right, this people. from the stage.
0: He's saying that like this is shut. Like he's this is set. He's
1: taking a moment everybody? to break right. the fourth wall to, to continue a beef. <laughs> I remember one of his sets. He thanked everybody and then said "fuck Raven Rabbit" and walked off the stage. It was at some point. It's just fucking funny. I don't know. It's funny at some point. I'm it's doing
0: so uh, i I'm doing an online show next week uh, for. Nate Jackson super funny comedy club uh, is it the
1: Nate Jackson Nature boy?
0: No, no, there's a a a more famous Nate Jackson, believe Jackson. it or not uh, Hard to believe. no shots at you, nature boy
1: uh oh no, I love nature
0: Boy I yeah wasn't... um yeah, so this guy, Nate Jackson' is a guy he's from Tacoma, which is like Seattle area out here, and uh he was on and out for like a season and uh he's he's a headliner he's you know he's a real fucking hilarious dude and uh he opened a... listen to, listen to how this played out bro this man you know d- his his life dream opens a comedy club uh in Tacoma in his hometown there's now gonna be two two clubs in the town right uh he has the auditions he has uh he has like twenty twenty five of his comics come out that he's looking to have as features and host uh this happens first week of March, maybe last week of February. Dude, listen, I was just rethinking this because they asked me to do this. And I was thinking about how wild that time was because it's like it, the audition was, we were in like the conference room in the hotel, the comedy club is going to be in a hotel. And, uh, and we were like in one of the conference rooms. And so it's like 30, 35, 40 people all jammed together in a conference room in March And, like, Nate comes out and goes, yeah, so, uh, you know, we had a couple people, you know, I told them, you know, if you're not feeling well at all, stay home, because we don't know what this stuff is, you know, and uh, I appreciate you guys coming out, you know. Uh. Uh, So, we were going to, listen to this, we were going to open at the end of March, but because of all this corona stuff, we're going to push back a couple weeks till April. So, we're going to look at opening in April. That was, like, a real thing. Like, that's where our mindsets were at that time, was like, let's yep. just push it back a couple weeks. So, yeah, this poor dude finally, you know, opens up. And it's like a, dude, he, he's he got a podcast studio in it, the state, like, he showed us the stage. It's beautiful. He's booking, like, uh top, like, top comics. um, And so, uh I love, by the way, that he named it after him. Said the Nate Jackson Super Funny Comedy Club. Like, dude, get get over yourself. Jesus, fuck. It's like Ron White's big old goddamn building. Like that's what that I think that's what he did. <laughs> uh, and uh yeah, so um he's they're now gonna start doing online shows, I guess. Uh and so they asked me to do one. Uh it's like, you gotta pay. It's not just free. It's six bucks. Six bucks to see this show. Uh so yeah, that's uh next Friday, which I, I think that's the twentieth maybe? Let me double check right quick. Same rights, yeah. Uh, November 20th. Uh, if you guys follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Chase Myers, and uh, I'll be posting links and stuff that y'all can check that out. Uh, and then listen to this. I suddenly I'm starting to get a lot of talks about shows, I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, so I'm gonna do a show in Washington, uh, in December, a live show in Washington in December because it's going to be the stand up comedy class and I'm going to be doing a 25 minute set as a class and uh and and that's that's okay. That's an acceptable it's an acceptable way to do it is by teaching a class. So I'm going to I'm going to teach a class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why some things are okay and some other parts are like uh like we're way past I mean it's we're way past yeah don't look you know we're on the (laughs) same lake with this so don't don't jump at me. Uh like I I you know from the beginning me and you were screaming let's all fucking shut this down, pay everybody fucking six hundred dollars a week or whatever until we, you know, we get this to a manageable thing. Uh which we never did. It's just continued to grow the entire time, by the <laughs> right. way. It's it, like there was never a point where the cases went down. They have just continued to go up. Uh, and so, but I can't get over the whole thing of like these fucking restaurants are open <laughs> and people are like just eating in restaurants like for months now. Why can't I be on the stage if that's the case? Right. Why can't I be like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, I, I don't, if we're already doing that, which I don't agree that we're doing it, but if we are doing that, Right. Let me stand in the corner. <laughs> like mm-hmm. let me stand in the corner and do shows. So that's uh, apparently there's different rules for uh yeah, I guess like it, it's not considered a live performance, it's considered a class. I guess the dude that's hosting it is gonna come out and do some PowerPoint or something at first, and then they're gonna observe me and then uh Yeah, <laughs> and then that's how that's how comedy's gonna live. <laughs> that's yeah, how we're gonna Lord. that's how we're gonna weasel our way into doing this. <laughs>
1: To to all you know, start spreading around to each other and everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. <laughs> they
0: call me super spreader, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I mean I'm you know, I'm it's not like I'm gonna be breathing on it. I'm I'm gonna do the same stuff as just in Coos Bay. You wear a mask, you fucking hide from everybody, do mm-hmm. say and go. So uh, People are out, people are doing
1: it. it oh, it's no no, been, no. it's I been know, three years. Uh, but just just because people are doing it doesn't mean you still, it's still not spreading the virus and you still can't catch it. Like that's, the, that's me. It's God. killing me to not go. No, no, no. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like, this is a loophole to teach it as a class. But like, that's how, that's, that's why we're still, yeah, because of these kind of loopholes. That's why we're still, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, yeah.
0: I'm saying if my best friend jumped off a bridge, I would jump off the bridge too. Thanks. That's what I'm trying I would jump to say. I would that's
1: jump too in trying. a heartbeat. <laughs> Wouldn't even think about my kids. I would jump right off the bridge. I'd give them a, a virus a second. <laughs> uh, there was a guy uh, There's a guy on Reddit who did a whole uh, big spiel about how uh, if this coronavirus is real, why don't y'all inject me with it, you bunch of bitches? I ain't scared. And then he got coronavirus and died. Every person that taunts it like that, that's what happens. like, our coronavirus has got some straight up like uh action hero movie vengeance in its blood. You talk shit about it, bro. It's gonna take you out. Oh, no, it's, it's like Captain Karma, yo! It, it <laughs>
0: like, it's coming for you if you scream like an asshole yeah, say, mm-hmm. and you know don't have empathy for other
1: people and uh you know the world. Yeah, it's gonna come get you. Sneaking up behind you. I want, I want tattoos, bro. I want so many tattoos, and that's. That's what's getting comedy. you right now? Yeah, yeah, that's was I mean, comedy, too, but I don't want tattoos. Uh, I've been saving my arms for Zoe, like, the kids' drawings and when they write their names and stuff, and I've just stacked up. Zoe started drawing pictures of me, and she even gets the mohawk and the beard, and, like, I'm like, well, I want that tattoo tomorrow. I want this, but if I go get a tattoo, I'll be dead before I get home. <laughs> Are there tattoo shops open? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, think that's it's that's everywhere. I think you just wear a mask. Yeah. Like getting a haircut. But, yeah. if but I you feel like <laughs> in my mind, I'll go get a tattoo. And then on the way home, I'll just, my car will coast to the driveway and I'll just be a green corpse in the in the <laughs> driver's seat. <laughs> my car <will> just goes <laughs> to the driveway. We told I you guess. not to do it <laughs> with a fresh tattoo. Why did you do it? Uh, I have a chance to do a show next month. Um, I'm really torn, man. i want to. It, more than it should, it's fucking killing me, and it's arbitrary, but it's killing me to go a year without getting on stage. I don't want that, because I just, uh, I don't want it. I I don't want to go a whole year, and I I could bring my own mic, you know, like his outdoor show, but that's not the... That's not my issue. My issue is if I go to a show and I see my friends, there's no way I'm not hugging everybody. I'm not going to high-five. I'm not going to lick their faces. I'm not going to put my nose in their buttholes. I'm kissing everybody on their gooch as soon as I see them at a show. So, like, if I don't catch coronavirus And you coronavirus can't stop yourself. Mic, I know that. I'm licking a taint. I, you can probably get it from licking a taint. I, I'm not a scientist. I haven't read the books. But I bet if you stick your tongue on a dirty enough taint, you could catch coronavirus. And I'm, I'm not saying that comedians have dirty taints. I'm just saying their taints are out there. Their taints have been around the world, traveling, doing shows, teaching classes. And maybe that taint got a, came in contact with some coronavirus juices. And I go to put my tongue on And then, boom, I got the Rona. And, bruh, that, that's how you get rid of it. The Rona come after me. I'll choke it out. I should, we just talked about what happens. Whatever. And I'm like two minutes ago, we're like, bro, you talking about Rona, you die. And I'm like, you know what? Now that we're talking about it. I choke that scary bitch out.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> raggedy Rona, get your fucking Why are we talking about it? I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't never been scared. Oh, dude, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Oh
1: uh, yeah, no, no, me too. I don't know. I've smoked a lot. Like when I was a t- teen, cigarettes and I, and I just feel like my lungs aren't, my lungs aren't, <laughs> my lungs are weak, and I don't want to put them out there and and get a, and and risk it. I am,
0: I'm getting out there. It's how desperate I am.
1: You got a sixty-six point six percent chance of not catching a virus and dying.
0: I'm taking those chances. I'm getting out
1: there with a fat asses and uh, uh, fat asses. I'm ready, dude. I I really think uh I think I'm gonna do the show. I don't know, dude. It was tough. So
0: performing this past weekend, it's tough because everything in my body is like, okay, now what's next? What like that's immediately how it was like because every you know that I've I've never really experienced. You do a show and then you wait months and months and months before you might do another one. It's always oh you hear that you
1: showcase bitches that don't get booked on nothing. Chase don't know what it's like to have a weekend free without being booked. So what happens when you're a goddamn master craftsman of your art right there. Remember that scene of Ghosts where Patrick Swayze makes some dirt look all fuckable? Chase does that with jokes. That's me. Every day, and they pay That's him. That's me. They pay him to sit behind Demi Moore and mold dirt into jokes that Coos Bay idiots just lap up. Blah, 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 like a comedian sticking his tongue on a tank. <laughs> just like that.
0: But yeah, it's it's uh, it just feels weird because like everything in me just wants to be like, uh, oh cool, I got this show coming up, I got this 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 like that's where my mind is, and whenever you go up on stage, my mind immediately went back to that, uh, and it's like, nah, you, you know, you're it's a real, do- it's a
1: it's yeah. a bummer for me to have my best friend just be a dude who works like a, a job now, bro, yeah, <laughs> like what's your best friend doing? I'm like, oh, he's got a he's got a real job now, and they're like, ugh, people tell me that. And like what I thought saying? he was special. Uh, nah, he's just regular old dude. He's just like you now. He's just like you, a boring old fuck who wears beige all the time and talks about four hundred one ks and insurance. Only fucks missionary. He just and only, fu- <laughs> only <laughs> fucks missionary and drinks Miller Lite. That's his life now. He That's drinks Nicklobe Ultra, Miller Lite, fucks missionary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Goes to bed by eight. He's fucking bored. the
1: LSU visor every day of his life? He can't even take it off. It's permanently attached to his head. It's sick. Just disgusting. He talks, about, he talks about what kind of rubs he likes to put put on chicken now. I call him up. I'm like, "Hey, bro, I was just getting slurped in a strip club." And Jay's <laughs> like, "You know what kind of rub I just put on this pork breast I'm about to cook?" And I'm like, you know what kind of rub I'm doing on this on this stripper breast? <laughs> and he's like, I don't have time for that. I gotta I gotta go watch Jeopardy. And I'm like, oh man, what happened to you, bro? Just a real motherfucker out there working, a blue collar dude eating meat out of can. Your meat comes in cans now. It's the Your only it crow on them. The you wear way. an apron, you got a name tag. Ugh. Ugh. He used to go around and tell people jokes and make them laugh, and now look at me it's a sad day look at you <laughs> look at you <laughs> <laughs> what you've become
0: oh <laughs> uh, uh, shit alright man let's call it oh that was, shit is it that anymore? was the show that was, that was the best thing that ever happened to these people is there uh, enough time
1: is there still enough time even if you cut out the weirdness where I tried to pee without letting everybody know about it will there still be yeah, there'll still, still be enough uh, no. time.
0: And people, people are going to be really confused by my sudden shift of energy uh,
1: that happens there. But. Oh, man. You're like, hey, let me tell you a story. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the best clip ever. And the video is going to go over and be like, oh, look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh, guys oh, thank fuck. y'all so much for listening Thank you subscribe on whatever you're listening to this on uh, leave a comment check out bucketsandduggets.com Chase Myers and Josh Watts every Monday follow forever. me on
1: Twitter Josh Aaron Watts follow me on Twitter I'm putting out gold and not enough people are seeing it and Twitter was like maybe mention it on your uh, Emmy Emmy award winning podcast and I said you know what Jack I Shut the fuck up, Jack. How about that? Hey, <laughs> Jack, get fucked. How about that? You censoring bitch. I'm going to parlor. <laughs> See y'all next week. Yeah.